Guys, welcome back. Welcome back to what? The Big Black Clock Podcast. Oh. oh. I didn't mess it up this time. Is that what it is? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, BBC. We got a good episode. What, it's a good okay. one. It's a fun one. Okay. It's a little bit off. The last one, we were, we got a little bit serious talking about releases and whatnot. It was a good one when we were talking about the Rolex releases. The best Somewhere p- in the past. The and it was great because Dimitri wasn't there. That was the best part. Oh. <laughs> Duh. 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 He's just looking at us. He's very serious I right am, now. I'm uh, taking notes. <laughs> you He's making lists. Yeah. Well, no. Notes. There's no naughty or nice list. It's just a naughty list. It's a list. It was it in binder? It's laminated. It's gray. It's very official. Very official. I laminated immediately. As Does a, anyone as ever get off the list? You'll find out. <laughs> There's a guess checked out. Only when you die. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I'll cross, off this list. I will cross you off my list at some point. <laughs> Oh, damn. So today it's sponsorship, uh, watches com- and the company with athletes or teams, right? Their relationship. <laughs> that, that was a terrible introduction. Wow. Can you spit out words? Kevin, yes. do, you want, do you want to try saying that, Kevin? The, 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 <laughs> yeah. Kevin, you want to do this? So I think we were watching um, <laughs> F1 and one of the things was uh, someone had a glove on with the IWC watch on the actual glove. It wasn't actually the watch. It was like painted on, right? Yeah, yeah it was a print of, uh, of the watch. And then we're just talking about how ridiculous the F1 sponsorships are because they're really cool. Like, it's really cool. And uh, we were talking about some different brands here and there. So we said, hey, why don't we do an episode about maybe sport or an athlete? Just watch brands that are sponsoring specific athletes. Excellent. We want that. Exactly what I said. That's well, it. I mean, you except just said words. You just said <laughs> all those exa- words, but like in a different thing. order. Yeah, it was the same. He doesn't listen to what we say. We just say thing. He scans for the keywords. Like, he goes, yeah. there. yep, yep. He's like, yeah, it. that's what I said. That's how you work? You maybe got like 50% of the words <laughs> right. I have like 25% at the top. Guys, okay. if you see our postings on Instagram, feel free to comment on that. See if uh, Carl made any sense. Yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get we'll get Carl uh, Rosetta Stone uh, next time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll invite her so she helps you speak. We'll give you a dictionary. Is that how it works? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I we'll we'll that. make her people call her people. Yeah, her people. Her people. Her people. Her people. Her people. Her people. Who's her people? I don't Herpy? know. Oh, Miriam Webster. I guess. Okay, Webster. Webster. <laughs> Miriam Webster. <laughs> okay. Who, uh, who want to start? Well, do we? What are you drinking? Me and Kevin were going to Belgium with Leffy. 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 Yeah. Strong beer, 6.6%. Very strong. Yeah. The blonde one. I like the blonde one over the brown, the amber, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's a joy bit easier. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really matter. I'm drinking a Newcastle. Yeah. I like it because it's flat, it's not very carbonated. <laughs> we had some bourbon earlier, but now we got on the beer, huh? We might go back. Might go back. Yeah. Shall sure. we do a, a wrist check? For sure. Carl, we talked about some news. Did you buy something uh, recently that you're wearing today? Yeah, so Twitter Pelagos, blue one, right hand side, right hand drive. I don't think there's a left hand blue. No, uh, the no, left hand black. is black, but the numbers are yellowish. Oh yeah, yeah, difference. Yeah, the yeah, tape like is a, red, and the Pelagos is in red, and they're limited edition. It's like a cream hue. It's not white. It doesn't have that stark. It's a bit it like my like, Ranger. Yeah, it's like that vintagey kind of. Yeah, and they're blue. limited edition, numbered. Uh, what, so, do you know what number they're at? Well, the as Which a press release, sorry, it was the like blue one or the the black one, the black no, the, le- the left-handed one. Oh. It, only black, and the press release I saw was like two seventy-five. So there's at least two hundred and seventy-five of them. Only oh, at, at least I don't you know. know. I don't know what's the limit. Is I, there a limit, or I just they know. go for people when they ask for it? Well, right? limited does they can announce a number. 
or, or they could say we're going to go until we sell out. It's true. The, the the lefty one is a little bit of like a gilt, uh, yeah, like and, a creamy and vintagey yeah. thing. The yeah? Pelagos on the dial is red, and the date too. That's a. But you want to know why I think oh. it works on it's that? Nice. It is. I think it works. The gilt, which I don't normally like, the creaminess and stuff. It's not a gilt. It's like halfway yeah. to gilt, right? It's creamy. It's yeah, a cream, yeah. And what I like is that because it's matte, the case. Hmm. And I think if you put that, you're trying to look like a vintage feel, and you put that on a shiny case, I think it clashes a little bit to me. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to do. It has to be a more matte or a little bit more tule, I find. Yeah. So, yeah, since I bought my Pelagos, that's the only watch I'm wearing. I'm yeah, still in the... Sure. Um, Have you took it off this week, other than to do dishes? Well, uh, no, I, I thought he was going to do dishes in it. You know what? Really? Or yeah, shower. Uh, shower dishes. Wash his car. Wash people's cars. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, <laughs> Wash so, people's cars. <laughs> it's like, stop it. Why are you washing my car? I don't even know you. <laughs> Who are you? I'm not even paying you. Why are you washing it? Uh, Why are you in my garage? Why are you naked? Get out of my garage. Stop nice washing watch my car. Though, yeah. But that's a nice watch yeah. you're wearing. <laughs> I don't this like that what, you're naked. They, but always, nice they always say that. They always say that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was wearing the watch all week and um, I didn't kept kept it to do my dishes. I don't know why. Just reflex of removing my watch while doing the dishes. Which watch did you wear before to wash the dishes? Like what kind of watches do you wear? Uh, maybe a particular one that you hate the most? That well, you when wear? I do stuff around my house, I just wear the Casio. That's Yeah, you like me. I, I put on the G-Shock. Oh, one. you have the, the World Timer, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, you can see it on Instagram. I think it's there. That one is yeah, a water-resistant one? 50 meters. Okay. It's not because... It's $25 no, I'm sorry, Canadian. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. I think it's 100 meters. Is it? Yeah. It's, so, yeah. No, even no? if it wasn't... It's twenty five dollars. You check it, it's called the World Timer. Yeah, yeah. it's it's twenty five dollars Canadian. So um, you just buy another one. Exactly right. Well, yeah. it's not everyone's rich like you, man. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I, to, I, I break it. I buy another honestly, one. Like you don't need to boast about this, right? This is a podcast. <laughs> it's free, right? You're <laughs> not wrong, I guess. <laughs> well, that being said, wait. I just so I have another question. Um, you haven't taken it off all week. A question to both of you. It's probably so sweaty under that, right? Do you? you take it off uh, the, there's a lot of wrist cheese. Ugh. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, really nice. guys. <laughs> and on this note, the podcast is over, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Carl and his that's wrist the, cheese uh, for it. That's a key word. It's not, it's two words. It is 100 meter water resistance. 100, yeah, it is okay. crazy. Yeah. It is actually pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah the it question. is very impressive. I have a question for both of you. Do any of you ever sleep with your watch? When I'm not on purpose. Yeah, same thing for me when I'm like coming back from a party. Wasted, yeah. Oh, yeah, when I'm wasted out of my mind and just sleep. So I went to a cottage last weekend because that's why I couldn't record the podcast. And I woke up in the morning wearing my G Shock. Yeah. It wasn't, nobody put it on me, right? I, I just <laughs> fell asleep like that. I was <laughs> naked with my watch. It's like, I, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't I wasn't worried before. It wasn't on my wrist. But it was when I woke up <laughs> and I was naked. <laughs> so um, I did sleep with my watch. Like, well, no, let's unpack the rest of all that. Yeah. Uh, I think I slept a couple. Uh, I nap with my watches. How many watches do you sleep with at the same time? But it's not sleeping. That's why they call it napping. So there's a whole other ball game there. Because yeah, people can nap on the bus. You don't uh, fall asleep on the bus. Well, how often do you can. nap on the bus? I never nap. I can't nap. I'm terrible. I just can't nap. Well, for me, a nap is like two hours, right? <laughs> it's not okay. It's not a nap. <laughs> when do you cross the line between napping and sleeping? He's a bear, though. He's good as. Yeah. How many hours are you going to literally sleep tonight till tomorrow? 12 to 14 for sure. <laughs> It's for me, it's like seven. Dimitri's three? eyes just like opened up and he's shaking. Yeah, it's his literally head. twice as much as I usually sleep. Cool, man. Yeah, but then you don't never see the light of day. You wake up; it's already evening. I go. I gotta. I guess I gotta eat and go to sleep again. <laughs> you got time for that shower? Yeah. <laughs> just the dishes. Just the dishes. And the shower. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do sleep a lot. So yeah, uh, for me, a good night of sleep it's twelve hours. If I really need it, fourteen. But 
like a decent night during the week and need to sleep at least eight if it's not 10. What if you sleep seven? Like, is the world going to be upside down for you that I'm day? I'm going to wake up uh, tired. What if you do it for a week? You feel tired throughout the you day? You actually feel tired the, yeah. the whole day? Oh. Not like, towards the end. Like me, if I get up really early, like last night I didn't sleep very much. I had to do something for work and I got up very early. I only got like uh, five hours of sleep. Today I'm fine. But where I'll feel it is at the end of the night. Uh, like yeah. I'll be sitting there and then watching the news. Yeah, and like for sure. Same for me. Sleep. That's when I'm like, oh, I'm wow. always refreshed in the morning unless I slept like four hours. Yeah, then yeah. you can, I can really feel it in the morning. Because you never slept. Four, I don't even think you get into a point of rest. Yeah, yeah you never go point. into like deep sleep, right? No, yeah. I don't think you rest. But, okay, so, so we said that way, I guess like between seven to 10 hours, I'll feel later at, at the day. Before seven hours, it's all day. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, so off the sleep patterns. That's my bad. I just want to know if you guys ever sleep with your watch. No, Sometimes. No, never really. No. So that was my wrist check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the wrist check. Yeah, right. Tension I'll go last there. because I, I wanted to ask you guys about a, a release this <sighs> you, week. You don't tell us what to do, man. <laughs> I just want to go last. I want to like, talk about something. I'll ask you guys. You're so concerned about, about like freedom. <laughs> no, exactly. He's like, don't you tell me what to do. This isn't China. Yeah. And he says that because I'm part Chinese. He always has been. I didn't oh, say oh, that's what you are. Yeah, he always says I'm Mexican, oh, which no, I'm not. It makes sense. I've known you for 15 years. <laughs> well, you kind of are, right? Uh, I thought you. I thought you That's, were. Is that why you keep giving me chopsticks on my birthday? <laughs> keep buying me tea and stuff. It's pretty offensive. It's good. It's good tea though. It's pretty good. So, uh, Dima, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing my speedy, but I uh, I changed the bracelet. I took it off and I I bought um, um, a strap code leather. Shout out to uh, strap code. Yep, uh, it's fantastic. It's a strap code leather uh, leathers. It's a leather strap by strap code. That's a special edition. Who's gummy. it by? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Who's it by? I think it's a strap code. I think I think we're fishing for sponsorship. <laughs> please, please acknowledge us. <laughs> please. Yeah, it's a gunny. It's a, gunny, a right? it's a it's a special edition uh, called Gunny, and it has a silver Snoopy on it, and it's fantastic. It it just it wor- it works perfectly with a Speedmaster. It's like a dark brown leather. Um, it's a dark brown leather strap with Black a nice stitching. clasp, like a very military utilitarian uh, clasp that uh, a strap code usually puts on their watch on their, there's a fold over on the clasp I'm going to put a link in the description oh yeah and the they're picture's still there. selling it yeah it's a 20 millimeter it's very nice and I have a, we have a picture of that, of that watch I put it recently on Instagram um, it's but uh, I'll be honest when I when I look at it on, on that watch I feel like it was made for that watch oh absolutely I tried it on uh, another watch and it didn't look as good as it does on a Speedmaster what's all the fuzz with the Snoopy for Speedmaster I don't know I so think I've read it oh yeah okay it's quite interesting, actually. It's a quite interesting. Is story. it because of the fact that they made a Snoopy Omega Speedmaster and it was like no. super rare? Okay, that's what I thought. So back, like, back, like when they're doing all the Apollo missions, when they started doing the flights, and you know, one of the first moon landings, right? Nineteen sixty-nine. They also uh, nice. It was very uh, sixty-eight. Damn. But sixty-nine. They did. Sure. <laughs> nice. Uh, I just. I, I'm saying that because I just watched First Man. With oh the, yeah, it was so great. It, eh? It's like it's all like very detailed, right? You get exact dates. No, I watched so it too long ago. The thing is, at the beginning, at the beginning of the space of all the Apollo missions, um, like there was, it was the first time they were doing all those things, right? So there's a lot of technical difficulties, accidents. You know, people died. Like a lot of crashes happened. Fire on board that killed Ed White, uh, and they decided to start acknowledging people who actually work on building those ships. So the Silver Snoopy Award is given to uh, NASA employees that have met one of like five criterias, which are all uh, about improving the uh, space flight safety. 
So it could be uh, electronics, it could be like hardware, it could be anything. By doing this, you've reduced this by that in terms of safety. Or in, like, it's not just like regular safety. achievement or like longevity. It's just when you do something extraordinary that so, like significantly takes a step forward in safety of flight. If I put airbag in a space shuttle, well, if you're the first person to invent an airbag and put it into something, then yes, right? It's, well, it's, if it's crash and the airbag you still haven't, it still doesn't answer why Snoopy though. Is it because Schultz, the the guy who designed, was so, involved or something? Um, so I don't know the exact details, but basically somebody proposed it, and um, I don't know the last name of the person who, who created the cartoon. Schultz, it's Schultz, Schultz? Or something like that. yeah, something. And Schultz. he was like, you know what's great idea? Just take it, no royalty, right? Royalty yeah. free. And they created a pin that the issue. Uh, every, I don't know if it's every year, but they issue for to to employees for extra extraordinary uh, accomplishments towards space flight safety. And the one interesting fact about that also is that um, that pin that they issue has to actually be on a NASA mission. Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody gets a pin, that pin is not like manufactured yesterday in the, in the in the factory somewhere. That pin was maybe in space or on some sort of a NASA mission before. And that, that pin can only be um, awarded once per person. Mm-hmm. Um, if they lose it, they can always replace it, but they will replace it with a generic one that's not, like there was never an admission, for example. But I guess I guess every single flight, they always take a bunch of pins with them. Uh, I'm not sure exactly like the way it works. Maybe, maybe they will issue a pin that wasn't a specific flight to a person who kind of took part in like making that flight safe. Or is it just like, Maybe they take a bunch of pins and then take them on a mission and then, then they have those mission-ready or mission-flown uh, uh, yeah. pins that they issue to people, hmm. which is very cool. Um, well, I was just reading and they just apparently there was also specific uh, missions where they had literally a Ludra module called the Snoopy that they jettisoned and left out there. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and it's called... Um, and the, the oh. re- I remember now. I read why they call it Snoopy. Sorry, it, just, it came back to me. So the reason the reason they chose Snoopy it's because of the name, the lunar module that was exploring the moon. It was it was called Snoopy because mm-hmm. it was snooping around. Yeah. Okay. Oh my moon. god. Oh boy. Really? Um, I was re- I was looking. Just uh, 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 <laughs> I was looking online. I wish you had a speedmaster. Yes. Uh, I was looking online, and now there's Snoopy in space. It's a new TV show. Nah, you can watch it. And it's Snoopy as a trip to NASA. And uh, and the, the picture of the the on the, the picture of Snoopy on this drop that I have again on Instagram, you guys can see it. Is Snoopy walking in a spacesuit holding some sort of a briefcase? Well, it's not a briefcase; it's like a box. It's exactly the same shape as the one that's issued to the to, in NASA to to. to oh, I thought he just employees. had his lunch. I don't know. I thought that's what he's carrying. I don't know. I think it's a, yeah, it's some sort of a, I actually don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I think, I, I think it works fantastic and I highly recommend so, to anybody who has a Speedmaster to get that uh, strap. So let's just check beautiful. really quick how much is a Snoopy version of the Speedmaster? 51 like grand. 30 53, grand, no? 53,000, 57,000, 53,000. Yep. You can find some at like 20. No, I say one here at 14, yeah. The Omega Speedmaster. I think they made... Is it reduced? Eyes on the Stars. What? No, uh, yeah. no uh, there's a reduced Snoopy too. There's a reduced cheaper Snoopy. if you have a smarter wrist. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, cool. that's it. That's my wrist check, Kevin. I am wearing, which is also in line with yours, my 1969 Noise Seiko Pogue. The 61. one of the top three uh, chronographs. The eh? first three, yeah, yeah. The one of the first three, and it's interesting because tomorrow I might be going to get another one in the vein. Tink, tink, tink. We'll see. A Speedy is not one of them. No, it's the. Uh, but it's part of the it's same. The, 
Hoyer. It's the it's Hoyer, Hamilton, uh, and Zinia Hamilton. Primero, no? Hamilton. Is it Adil Primero? Sorry, there were three groups. It was yeah. the Breitling, Hoyer, Hamilton, Zenith, and Seiko. Okay. But um, I think... Uh, Speedy wasn't. But it falls in the, the same movement. I think I think the movement fell into one of the original three. I'm not sure. It is very cool. It's a beautiful watch. We'll put some pictures, guys, uh, on Instagram. You'll see. Yeah. What's uh, the name of the Instagram again? It's a uh, it's clock. a big black official. clock official official cool. big black clock official. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I wanted to talk about is I'm really liking this new. I don't know if you guys saw the news. One of the Frédéric Constant Frédéric Constant came out with their new line. The second chronograph. Uh, no, did it not, not make it? No, no, Was no. It not the, them? So the oh, so Speedmaster came out in '65. Now, so it's not the same moment. I didn't say anything. The <clears throat> yeah, the three two one was the original. The new Frédéric Constant came out. Let me look it up here. Frédéric Constant. It came out this week, um, and uh, they came out with this new line called the High Life. And the High Life is High Life. I think amazing value for what it is that they're coming out. They have. Uh, it's 41 millimeter integrated bracelet. It has that Gerald Genta kind of case design. Oh yeah, it is. It's um. It it's, made made me think of Vacheron Constantin. That's actually. right, dude. It has a high life perpetual calendar. Oh, they have beautiful. a version. They have a um, COSC certified. It's expensive though. It's like three grand, eh? Canadian. Three grand. <coughs> oh, there oh, goes the dog. Uh, we have a dog. Yep. Wait, is there a dog <coughs> in the house? So the um, the high life is. Pretty cool. So we say about three grand uh, Canadian. You can get for three grand the the heartbeat, so you can see the movement. There's a perpetual calendar for about ten thousand bucks, which is uh, a lot of movement. But for about two thousand bucks, I saw at Halifax watches this week. Um, the um, they have the version that's not the COSC certified version, and it's about twenty three hundred Canadian brand new. So you can integrate a bracelet. Um, okay. Is it in house? Yes. Damn. Yeah, they constant. make everything in house, eh? They have a, uh, I don't know. Uh, that, huh? For uh, some uh, cheaper versions, I yes. think so. Once upon a time, right? Once uh, upon a time, they picked up their game. But I didn't know about this. This is beautiful. I really like those watches. So, I actually like the ones with that they have a leather strap. No, it I comes like with contrast. both. Oh, it comes with both. So you can swap out the leather strap. It's it's um it's beautiful. You just have the spring. Uh, what's it called? Um, um, what's it called? Uh, the quick release springs, right? The, the you just do with your hands. Yeah. You're looking at um. It's a COSC, so it's three thousand bucks. Sort of COSC, which is the Certifié Officiel Suisse Chronométrie. There, uh, movement in house forty one millimeters. Cosc, Cosc, yeah, COSC, yeah, yeah it's fine. Cosc certified. I don't know why, but the website doesn't work for me. I tried it. I oh, actually was looking well, at it. Worked on my side, but um, you're really right, uh, Dimitri. On the fact, it really looked like um, Fashion Constantin. There's it's a, a yeah, Constantin yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, it has a royal oak, Gerald Genta, the integrated bracelet in a sports watch. And you know, when you look at the Maurice Lacroix icon, which I hate the name, I just don't like that name. It kind of has that Gerald Genta type of feel. If you look it up, the you have eight, against Maurice. <laughs> I'm not saying against, but why, why? What's your? What do you have for Maurice? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like think he just Lacroix. has something against you. He's just yeah. picking fights with you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so if I look, um, this watch, I think is is really really a great release, especially in. You know, because Rolex just came out with their releases, um, there's a lot of different watches came out. This one, I think, I feel it kind of went under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it has a lot to offer. Uh, Frédéric Constant has a lot of value propositions. With the Beaumatic that came out at about 3,000 bucks, 
was a COSC certified, which it didn't need to be, um, uh, watch. But here, look, Halifax Watch has it at $2,395, the integrated bracelet, uh, COSC certified so for less than for about two grand. When we say COSC certified, it's the watch manufacturer send their movement to yes. the COSC. Yes. It's an independent company yes. uh, who's Organiz- doing yeah. organization who's doing testing on the movement, right? Yeah, they take the movement and they test it in a number of different positions to va- to validate that its accuracy is within something like a few seconds yeah. a day or something. And the thing is like Rolex has their own. They call them superlative uh, chronometer certification. Uh, but I was reading that last year, 2018, Rolex was the company who sent the most movement to COSC with like a million seven hundred thousand movement. But they have their own standard oh, okay. so that they, they still push it they through, up it, right? which is apparently even more stringent yeah. than, for example, what they... But if you send it there, you know you're getting a movement that's been independently verified, that's going to give you quality that not everyone can offer. Beaume Mercier, Frédéric Constant, they're offering it in a watch for less than three grand Canadian. It's a beautiful watch. A COSC. Oh, yeah. And Tudor does the same. Not all their watches are COSC. But some are yours. Is. It is really nice. I it's it's. I'm I gonna, I'm it's, gonna look it up after. And, it's and a beautiful watch. My only point to this one is, I think that a lot of watches try to do the integrated bracelet, to try to make it as good as uh, they want to make it look like the Pateks, the Eau de Marpiguez, the uh, Vacherons, the overseas. They want to make it look like that, and I think this one, it may look like it, but I think it looks great i think it's unique enough that they're not trying to copy them just flat out it's a great offering great price great specs and frederic constant is now under citizen group yeah so with alpina and what i think it's a great um i think there's a, a really good value proposition there really happy i think it's a win i think it's a real great release and uh, i can't wait to see one in person really can't wait We do have Frédéric Constant, authorized dealer in Montreal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They're Burks. The thing is, I own a Frédéric Constant watch, a classic. Yeah. It's on the Instagram too. And uh, I just don't wear it anymore. Just it doesn't get any wrist time. Is that because I don't think it's beautiful? It's a beautiful watch. You should put that back on the metal bracelet, see? Yeah, maybe. Give it another chance. But the thing is, I was looking for a Nomos, right? The club campus to replace that watch. Very different. But yeah, go for it. But that watch is great because the one you have is the one that they have the ETA, the yep. ETA, sorry, instead of the uh, Salida. And um, they went to Salida because more affordable and whatnot. You have a good one. You have one of the, more of the original ones. I like that watch. Okay, so let's talk about sponsorship. Let's dive into it, yeah. Who yeah. wants to go first? You guys, I feel, need me to go in between you guys. You I, sandwich I, me up. I was actually going to say maybe... Maybe you I should go, go first, first and, and then we go together at the same time because we're pretty much talking about the same topic. Uh, same, same, same sport, different well, team. No, no, we, we can't shit on each other on podcasts. We do it outside. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah, so me and Dima were both having F1 teams. <clears throat> Twice you guys picked the same watch, kind of picked the same subject. You guys are really into it. You, yeah. Into each other. What's going on here, guys? <laughs> we can, can reveal yet. This is only episode, what, eight? I don't know. No, I don't know. Nine. Stop. I've stopped no, counting at seven. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, you, it's eight. No, you did it. You were. The previous one was seven. This one is eight. This is how numbers work, Kip. Man, like me after five, I was like, I was done. How many no. fingers do you have? 
Can you? You have Four? fingers? To, <laughs> fingers? <laughs> you guys have fingers? Yeah, yeah. Half. He's got some halves there. So I'll I, go first then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go first. I mean, it's it's still interesting topics, right? So I went not only specifically for one brand. I went more for the sport and the brands that feed the sport. What I think each brand represents within the oh, sport. You think you're better than everybody else? Already not at bored. all. Not at all. <laughs> you think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> so the the sport I went with is tennis. I'll be honest, I've been watching tennis my whole life. I, I was raised with it at home. It's something we used to watch. Our breakfast at Wimbledon, the French Open in the morning was like, it was wow. like a tradition, yeah, nice to, to get up rich. and watch Yeah. Nice yeah. to have a TV. Wow. <laughs> you had electricity when you Dude, were a kid? One of the... <laughs> <laughs> You know, your phone was not a can with Mr. a cowboy. <laughs> oh boy, look well, at this. Look at you, eh? You live in Showing the castle. off. <laughs> electricity. With electricity, yeah. <laughs> Safety. <laughs> Doors. <laughs> and, yeah. So um, I've always been into tennis. And I always, I never really caught on to the branding behind it, I guess until like recently. So the first one that I have to say comes into tennis, the first one makes you think of is Rolex. So Rolex has been involved with tennis for about 42 years now. Uh, 40th anniversary was in 2018, uh, so it's been there since 1978. Um, it started in Wimbledon, so Rolex was a sponsor of the Grand Slam tournaments. They had the Australian, they had Wimbledon, and they had a bunch of different uh, championships. So their biggest obvious uh, sponsor, or their biggest one, is Roger Federer. And I think it's fitting because I think what Rolex represents to there is this like clean, cleanliness, you know, this clean look, this, and Roger Federer is one of those. You're, you're a big fan of his, if I'm not mistaken. Of Roger Federer? Yeah. Of his tennis, yeah, absolutely. So when you were young and you're having breakfast with your electricity and watching TV. Oh, I don't think you realize how old I am. When I was young, Roger Federer wasn't playing yet. Huh? I, I know. Okay. I was about to ask who you were watching playing. Oh man, it was during the time of like Steffi Graf was killing, like she was like destroying all the women. She was winning her 22 Grand Slams, uh, fighting it out with Capriati and Monica Seles. And then on the men's side, it was really Pete Sampras was coming into it. Ivan Lendo was falling, Boris Becker was falling, and Pete Sampras, Jim Courier, Andre Agassi were coming up. And then like Alex Karecha would give it a go. And even then, you know, one of my favorite players was one of your comrades, Dima, was Yevgeny Kafelnikov, which was amazing. This guy had no serve. No, not Ivan, no serve. Ivanovich. Ivan <laughs> She married uh, the soccer player. Oh, it's a woman. Ivan... Anna Ivanovich, she married uh, Byron, the guy from, um, the one from Germany. There are many. The, the, well, it looks like you. <laughs> the older <laughs> Make it more specific. Uh, what's up with you? Know, the one that's no, very efficient. The one with the long name would be... Uh, uh, um, Bierhoff. No, no, no. He's uh, Do you know he retired. He was, he was one of the most of them retired. Yeah, but he was he was really good. Not Beckham. All of them. A lot of them were really good. <laughs> oh Beckham, my Beckham is English. No, but okay. the one. Well, let's, let me look it up. Okay, so you can look it up. Anna Ivanovic. Anna Ivanovic. Yeah. So Rolex and Federer. Yes, this clean look. Um, it was able to. Uh, oh, really Schweinsteiger. That's why I said well, Bastian. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Bastian. Okay. Sorry, B. But he's still playing in, in the states, I think. Okay, well there. But oh, he's about to retire. He's he's actually younger than you. Oh my god! <laughs> he's like a month. I'm not gonna retire. Yeah, he's, <laughs> oh no, sorry, he just retired. He was playing for Chicago Fire until 2019, and he just retired. Oh, is that a TV show? Yeah, he announced his retirement in uh, October 2019. Yes, yeah, Chicago Fire, Fire is. We're the Montreal Water. It's one of those CTV uh, like uh, like a just just day, day, daytime right? It's daytime. It's a, it's a it's a TV show where every episode ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, and it's like. Uh, Let's just, let's not talk about this. She had twins, but only one of them is mine. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> so, Rolex had a bunch of different great players under their, let's say, 
courtship or sponsorship. You had Dominic Thiem, Juan Martin de Potro, uh, Joe Wilfred Songa, even Raonic, who's our fellow Canadian, sponsored by them. And the women, you have Carolyn Wozniak, who just retired, uh, Garbinia Murguza, Yelena Ostapenko, Angelique Kerber. So sponsoring a lot of people, but did Rolex bring anything besides the clock behind the players while they play? They sponsored the tournaments. So that in itself, okay. it puts their logo on the clocks. It puts their logo everywhere. The, the green. Yeah, and all the commercials. You know, you watch Wimbledon. It has this like little, this like these, com- like Wimbledon has this air. Everyone has to wear white. You can't wear any colors during Wimbledon, right? They're very, yeah, it's the England long club. You have to be invited. You have to be a member to play in the tournament. There's all these weird, like these rules. And there's something very, very elegant exclusive. about it. Very exclusive. Country also club. expensive. It's just, it's just. Very expensive. Yeah. But I'm going to get into some other ones in a minute. So Rolex has this allure where it's like, and now they've taken on the Grand Slams. They have uh, BNP Paribas, the, the, the finals of the women's finals in Singapore. They have the, now they have a whole bunch of tournaments in the Master Series that they sponsor. They have the Davis Cup, the Laver Cup. And the thing is about Wimbledon has this really, not Wimbledon, the thing about Rolex has this really beautiful air of, it's like Porsche. It has this, this like, you made it, you you know, it's a great watch. You can't go wrong with, with uh, Rolex. And... Um, the thing is now, though, is that the way I feel about Rolex, and I'm going to repeat this a lot as you guys continue to hear, is that I think that Rolex, they make perfect watches. And I think they care enormously about their watches. But where I feel they're failing is I don't think that they care about their customers. I think they just well, why? care You're about so right. <laughs> They care about their watches. They make great pieces, but they don't care about their customers. That's how I feel. But moving I agree, on. I agree. Because they, 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 they artificially boost the value of a watch by making it super inaccessible. Yeah, but they don't really, they don't, make money out of the resale anyway so they don't give a shit about the customer yeah, I, I well it doesn't be that way no though. it's different they I, just I market know, it in a very particular way it, yeah, it's, it's a watch that is super sought off because it is inaccessible right it's it's a very particular segment which they just control 100% yeah they can come up with whatever they want and every year exactly. it doesn't matter they're going to sell out the amount, the amount of hype every single time then you have a new release and now right like the, the amount of hype that was surrounding this new release and you sell 41 ridiculous yeah which I might have, we may have been brash. Apparently, everyone's starting to get their hands on them. They're like, "Wait till you see it in person." I I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, but they're not like, so different. It's like fucking a nine eleven. I see the I look at the forty one. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he probably looks good. But you know what it was? I think it was like when I saw it. They saw the number scratching my head. I was like, everything. I think the first thought was, why go bigger? Everyone like Tudor, the black bay's doing so well, down to thirty nine, thirty eight. Why go bigger? Why are they eliminating all their thirty nines? Which I think thirty eight, thirty nine is that sweet spot. That 39 I, th- is a I, I personally spot. think it's a little too small if it's 38. For a diver? I don't, yeah, but it's because a, there's a lot diver. Of, there's a lot of... Yes, but the thing is... These are... A diver divers. itself has a big case. So that's how I see it. The diver itself has a big case, has a lot of bezel, a lot of metal, right? So the smaller you make the watch, the smaller the dial itself will be, right? So if you have a 38 millimeter diameter watch itself, case? the bezel is going to take... Case. The bezel is going to take a huge part of that. Sure. Your dial will be tiny. That's how I see it. Right, like mine. Very linear, very logical. Yeah, uh, one plus one. But you know, it's like looking. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are your comfortable numbers, eh? Yes. <laughs> Once it goes over seven, it's like, oh no, no, oh, oh, oh you crazy? Don't go that hey, far. What's one plus one, asshole? <laughs> Do I look like whoa, whoa, asshole? It's not three, is it, asshole? What is f- three plus eight? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! You crazy guy, where are you going with this? Where's my calculator? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't bring my so, computer. So the thing is, that's how I feel about Rolex. You're right. And maybe we overjudged it in terms of uh, the size. My speedy is 42. But there's a reason why it has to be that. There's my Pelagos is 42. 
Well, no, but the speedy reduced. No, but the speedy, speedy the speedy Ed White, the first one, yeah. is thirty nine. Thirty nine, yeah, that's reduced, yeah. That's right. Nine. Well, I mean, they call it reduced now, but yeah. back then it was the speedy. Well, yes, it's the one that just released, right? The three to one movement. It's called Ed White, which is the first, first, first oh, right. person basically to do the spacewalk. I mean, they never flew anywhere because there was an explosion, but it's the original dimension, the original size of the watch. And how much was that one again? <clears throat> um, that one was like twenty grand. Yeah. Yeah, but it's because it's, it's like a right? super decorated movement. But you in know, the back if you're really a Speedmaster fan, if you're like this is this is my watch to own, that might be the Speedmaster to get. That Ed White, it might be the one. Really? Well, I don't know if you're if you're like I want it to be my one. Like if you have the money, kind of like mine. No, yeah, yours is great. You're great. Yours is the original, right? The well, none of them are original, right? No, they all have, they all have something specific. But we talked about this I think what it means is truest to yeah, truest classic. The one with the three to one movement is very. Uh, well, three to one movement is uh, closer, but the eighteen sixty one that they put in the the one that I have, it's it's barely different. It's barely different, yeah. Well, We'd have to maybe you maybe you could do a little research and let us know the difference, por favor, one day. Well, I do, I do, I I, I do gradually, and I kind of accumulate well, some information we'll, there. We'll but it is prepare. We, we could do a space episode with. Your oh yeah, let's do that. I would love to talk about Fortis and uh, the Sturmansky, the yeah, Gagarin he, War. What are you going br- to talk about? What your yeah, bullet nothing. Is your bullet? Did no, it make the Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. I don't need to talk about my watches. I can just research and talk about anything. I don't own any. That's watch a good idea. I really like that idea. I think we should talk about space watches because you have Fortis that's used quite a bit in uh, yeah. in Russia and like European space flights there. And you have obviously the G Shocks and you have the yeah, Sturmansky, the take, Gagarin one, which I could is take the G Shocks. That's we cool. can talk. Look, we'll prepare. It's we'll gonna prepare. be great. But so the Russian what I aspect saying. is also interesting because they they wore a lot of stuff in space. I mean, we could talk about that too later. We'll talk about. We'll get back to the the sizes. The last one I'll end there with. We talked about Rolex. I was really disappointed when we went to the this the Explorer went to thirty nine. I loved it at thirty six. You know. Anyway, we'll talk about it another time. So the next brand I'm talking about in tennis, which I find is totally the opposite, which gets into this idea. It's like if I'm a sponsored by Rolex, there's a line of ambassadors. We're all clean cut. We are. We are like in that well-oiled, you know, perfect, like that machine. It says a lot about you. So let's talk about a brand that doesn't say anything about you. It just says a lot about the watch, Richard Mitt. Big sponsor in F1 too. Big sponsor in F1. But Rafael Nadal had it since 2010. He, he wears a watch that retails for about 135 grand. I've seen him. Bucket chains. I've seen him. Uh, he had apparently a watch that got stolen from a tournament. They had to give him another one. It was like 500,000 US dollars. Um, so... I, and, and you know Alex Alexander Zverev is his name Zverev uh, he's the Zverev 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 right? he's German he is now sponsored by Richard Mille is he German that's a Russian name yeah, he's, he's, he's not, German yeah. he's German nine, nine. and he's uh, he actually has Richard Mille on his shirt now it's sponsored it's actually on his clothing just like um, oh he's your he's from your Daniel Medvedev his says Beauvais on his sleeve so he were, he's sponsored by Beauvais well, he but, is, it's interesting he was born in Hamburg in Germany He's German. And, but I mean, Russian background, obviously, because his name is Sasha. Sasha's very, right? Like, it's like the Russian yeah. doesn't get more Russian than that. So he, He's, like, oh, so what Richard Mill was, always said was, he goes, I want people to see my watches go wow. And they look at them and they go into it uh, and they go into it the more I want them to say wow. I work on a razor blade between gimmicky, gimmickry or gimmicky and amazement. So the whole piece is that it wants to straddle this fine line of luxury design, but really just wants to stand out. And Mets want people to say, what the fuck are you wearing? And it's a total fuck you watch. And it's not about wearing it to say, I'm part of this, I'm an ambassador for Rolex. I am 
Roger Federer, who finishes a match and wears his beautiful white blazer after the match and puts on his beautiful, uh, you know, $75,000 Oyster Perpetual Cosmogrove Daytona. Um, I would just... It's funny because I, I was watching uh, an interview with... He uh, was very serious. He was very super sincere. He's like, yeah, this is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Richard Mille, but it was a, in, for an F1 uh, interview. Yeah. And uh, it didn't say exactly the same thing. He was talking about... He was building his watches to be extreme, like uh, Marvel of engineering and all extreme. those things. Yeah, that's the word he used, extreme. Look, the guy has a watch that has a wa water purification tablet on the watch. So, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a total fuck you. But to me, I always say it like this. They're, they're, they run very few. They're very limited. They're very, I, kind of, I think it's like art. I think it's like a museum piece. And it's, it's not for sale. It's for showing off. You have that art piece. There's few in numbers. You hang it. It's not made for function so much. Like it is, but it's, it's so insane. It's like art. I find it art. And I think that that's what Richard Mid brings. You don't get it to be an ambassador of it. You kind of get it because it's like this whole... Um, out of the of the norm and you know nadal kind of has that thing he was like this guy who came in wore sleeveless shirts he was all like his attitude was over so he went from timex to richard mill just skip wow. everything in between like right? <laughs> just <of> the spectrum <laughs> and a lot of stuff he skipped <laughs> they're like come back where are you going <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you eight timex we'll give you eight water berries <laughs> there's a lot of rappers too who own richard mill yeah a lot yeah. of bling yeah, a lot of bling. Yeah. But I think uh, it is a blingy watch. But song. I think they're fuck you watches. Yeah. That's what yeah, I think. You're you know? right. And you're then right. Roger Federer wears the watch because I think it's a beautiful, he's a beautiful ambassador for it. Oh, it's man. representative of, of, of that. And then the last brand, which, uh, no, I have two more, but I'm just going to go with, and I'm, I'll go quickly through them. The, the next one you take, then you go to the entirely functional, the entirely accessible, and then you get into something like Novak Djokovic with a Seiko, a Seiko Astra. Well, I thought you were not going to talk about this. Yeah. But the thing is, is because it's like the ultimate timepiece. This thing is a GPS solar movement. It's accurate to 15 seconds a month without receiving a GPS signals between 5 and 35 degrees. It can, uh, it's titanium, super hard coating, a sapphire crystal. So it, 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 it's extreme. It, it's, again, you, it's against allergic reaction to metal, clasp with smart adjuster function, screw back case. You can allergic to metal? Well, titanium yeah. is hyperallergenic, right? <laughs> your skin like, is like falling off <laughs> ah, I'm melting like in Dead automatic Jones. hand position alignment anyway the, the whole thing is that it's it's an insane watch that has like 39 time zones you can do this time transfer switching between the main dial and the sub dial it uses satellite GPS systems acquisition status to uh, to change the time power save function power reserve display it's it's pretty cool so it's like this really very accessible brand as we know Seiko more expensive this watch is a couple grand US Uh, but it's like he's one one of the best, not ever uh, tennis. Uh, Novak Djokovic. It's a great accessible brand. But then the one that I would that I like the most is Olimar Piguet. So you have we we talked uh, about. They're also our sponsors. Serena Williams sponsors them oh, wow. along with Stand the Man Warinka from Switzerland. So they are That's both awesome. sponsored. Yeah, since 2017 she's been with them. She has the Diamond Outrage watch. But what I love about oh, on the court, she plays with it. So does Stan Warinka, who used to wear blue. And now he's wearing all the Do they wear real ones or fakes? No, they wear real ones. Do they ever wear replicas when they? Because, uh, uh, like, for example, I, I, I would I just imagine it's, it's just it's just silly to wear like a two hundred thousand dollar Richard Mille and But play is it though? Them. It's like it's for the next two weeks, right? you're probably going to get to the finals if your Serena Williams are close to. You're getting every primetime match. You're on TV, and you know what? When you're standing there taking the ball and you're about to serve, or you're twisting that twirling the racket, and you're getting ready to receive, I get it. It's a pretty good marketing. It's investment. on TV the whole time. But then you can 
easily make a replica, right? That will cost a fraction yeah, of the price. Yeah, but if people were to know. know about that, you lose all your marketing value out of it. Ex- I don't... Exactly. Mm. I think it, that's a big risk for nothing. They don't need to know. Well, <laughs> a, a good example Nobody's is, you know... Um, which is all about the undercover, the, the co-ops. Right? What, what happened to that guy this not week all. in Russia? Oh, he woke up from, from Koba. Okay. Didn't use enough of uh, Novichok, which is that, uh, the poisonous uh, agent. <laughs> God I, damn. I, I mean, they're still learning. The bitches watch They're like, still learning. It's a trial and error. Uh, yeah. um, Look at this. Yeah, but it's the same thing in some movies that use replica cars, right? Uh, and some they don't. Like all the James Bond, they use real Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah. But did they actually destroy that Aston Martin Vantage that flips over in Casino yeah. Royale? And they got the Guinness World Record for the most uh, tunnel, right? Uh, barrel tunnel. rolls. Barrel rolls. <laughs> Flips. So anyway, Audemars Piguet, what I think is also really cool, 1875, been around cool. for a long time. Super Family cool. run business, 40,000 watches a year. They have a billion dollars of revenue, 1,600 employees. A billion dollars of revenue for 40,000 watch? That's it. God damn. And their God CEO, damn, I was listening to a, <laughs> and what was really cool is I was listening to a podcast with their CEO, François-Henri Benamias. Uh, And she was talking to Josemar, uh, Jasmine Odemar, who is the, um, the, the board of, of directors. And he's the CEO. It's not even, the CEO is not even in the family. But he, he goes to me, he goes, what do you want me to do? And she goes, he goes, you want me to do this, to be the leader? He goes, no, no, no. I just want you to make us last another 100 years. That's the, the idea. They just want to continue. They want, they call, that's a family-run business on the board. They want to keep doing that. And then they have a few people on the, on the court. You got Serena. You got uh, Stan Wawrinka. And I think... That is my, like, if there was any brand that it would be, is because it's a little bit more exclusive, very family-owned. You are That's articulating a lot, like somebody... Uh, Just gesticulating, TV. right? He's dancing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what I went with tennis. I went with those. Four. There's a lot of other brands, but those are the ones I went uh, landing on uh, AP. That's awesome. What would you guys do? Um, so, Carl and I were kind of... Ended up basically talking about the same sport, which is F1. I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, we've and we each just teams. picked one team and one watch. That's uh, not so. There are so in F1, you have a bunch of you choose one watch. I choose a whole brand. So. <laughs> no, no, I mean a watch brand. Yes, okay. that's what I meant. Not the whole brand, but um, uh, you, you obviously have like big sponsorships, right? You have the uh, Richard, Richard Mille. Yeah, Richard Mille oh, no, sponsored the old F1 team, uh, F1 series, right? I'm sure, I'm sure your story is better. Yes, please continue. <laughs> okay, man, go for it. <laughs> Um, yeah, you have Richard Mille, you have Rolex. Uh, do you have Omega still sponsoring anything? I don't think so. No way. James Bond. So they really have, well, James Bond, yeah, for sure, but they, they, this is really just a Rolex and uh, Richard Mille and obviously a bunch of famous champagne uh, brands. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I chose is Mercedes AMG. And their IWC sponsorship. There's not much to be honest in history because Mercedes is a pretty young team. Uh, they've been present in F1 maybe once in the 50s for a couple of years, and then they were out until 2010 when they just re-entered again. And since to 2010, win everything, <laughs> well, this is it. Like <laughs> to dominate are, the whole sport. In, in terms of in terms of uh, win percentage, right? Like they do in a lot of sports, they are the most dominant team of all time. Because they've been around for only 10 years and they've won six times. 
out of 10. 60%. And the reason they didn't win the first four years, well, actually three, right? From 2010 to 2013, they didn't win anything. It's because Red Bull was winning everything. That yeah. was the era of uh, uh, Vettel. Yeah. 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 And he won four in a row, 20, 2009 to 2013, right? And, and it was all because of the tire sponsorship. The way the tires were built, Vettel was the only driver who was able to keep his tires a whole race. He was doing one pit stop because of ruling on his last lap. So it was like 60 lap. He was pitting at 59 lap. Seriously? Yep. It, was, so it, it wasn't because of his skill. You know, and, and back then, they were uh, keeping the same fuel. Uh, were people protesting against this? Yeah, it only lasts like two, three years, right? After that, when, the thing is... Well, the, did he stop winning immediately as soon as this ended? Yes. So he was never really like a good driver, uh, racer? Well, all drivers have their own specialties. Own but this skills. is not him. This is just the tire. It's the tire that won. Yeah, but the same thing. I can say that right now, Mercedes-Benz are winning because of the cars, not only the drivers. Yeah, well, you right. kind of have to give it to um, you have to give it to Hamilton, right? For oh, consistency, he's, he's ridiculous. one of the best driver ever. Yeah, like as much as as much as yes, I agree. They have probably they, they have the most dominant car right now. You still have Bottas, who is a very good driver, who he's just he's just not able to keep up with Hamilton. Hamilton is super consistent. Just to go back a bit, earlier, talking about different watches, uh, Ferrari is sponsored by Hublot. Um, oh yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're Red right, Bull right. is sponsored by Tag. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. those are okay. Yeah, but those are not those are teams, right? We're not the actual like not the not the F one sponsorships. Those are individual team sponsors. Yep. So uh, actual F one sponsorships is Rolex and uh, Richard Mille. I don't think there's anything else unless I'm missing. Uh, Toro Rosso with Casio. So now it's Alpha Cherry. That's right? all I can afford, I guess. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's, okay. it's a B team, but it, it's a it's B team. The, it's the yeah. student team for uh, Red Bull. Toro Rosso. I'll be honest. So what I've, is the, of all the different, you know, how do you call them? Houses or uh, uh, cars? Cars, you know, the cars, <laughs> the brands. <laughs> no, no, it's it's uh, an Ecurie, so right? An Ecurie, right? A stable of cars, yeah. right? Scuderia, right? If it's, uh, I was going to say, yeah, Scuderia. <laughs> so which stable of cars Williams has with the... Oris. Which one? Oh, that's Williams a, that's a cool as choice. Oris. Oris, yeah. Good for good for Oris. Williams the, uh, they're is the leaving. worst team. <laughs> they're they're well, I don't they're necessarily leaving, but they just sold. Yeah, they just sold. They've them. been around for forty something years, almost fifty years. Seven hundred and forty Grand Prix, and wow. they uh, one of the most historically significant teams in F one. Yep. Right. You have Ferrari. You have Williams, and that's it. Right. McLaren, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Williams Williams selling out means that they're out. Like. I don't think they'll preserve the name eh? if somebody else buys no, it. For now, just... yes. The uh, but the company who bought Williams is going to keep the name because of the marketing value of it. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate because it's still not going to be the same people behind the team, so it's not going to feel the same. You, you, it's, it's, it's almost going to be like a gimmick that they keep the name, right? Yeah, I'm guessing they're going to do that for a couple of years, right? Just yeah. to have a transition period with it. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, back to Mercedes, right? Mercedes, I, I know, I'm literally just fascinated by the cars, and I, I think it's the F1 thing. And I wanted to talk about uh, obviously how they perform right now in, in F1. Ever since 2014, um, they won everything, right? And I think the years leading up to 2014, their first championship, they were finishing second in the um, um, uh, constructor uh, uh, championship. Yep. Right. Because in F1 you have the drivers championship, so the guy who gets the most points wins. Yep. But you also have a constructors championship, so actual teams are competing yeah, against each two, other. The two cars point yeah. on every Grand Prix, and the end of the year is a team with the most point. Exactly. So like when they started in 2010, they were fourth right away. Right. Out of ten teams, it's still pretty impressive. They were fourth. They were fourth. Then they were fifth. And then in 2013, the last year that Red Bull won, they were second. And then ever since then, they were first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been seven years now in a row, 
Every single year, it was a Mercedes driver that won. Lewis Hamilton won um, five times, I think, right? Uh, one, two, three, four, five times. Nico Rosberg won that one season. He was always the second driver, and then he retired immediately because I guess that's just it was too much. That season was crazy, by the way, for him. I watched the yeah. last race that he did. Uh, he barely beat Hamilton by a few points. So for uh, Nico Rosberg to win the championship, he had to finish in the top three, right? Hamilton was in the front, but Hamilton being in the front and Nico Rosberg being second didn't really help Hamilton. So what he started doing in this last lap, he started slow to slow down. The last lap, he did 10 seconds slower than the, every other lap so that people behind him can catch up and give Rosberg trouble, push him out of the top three. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, even the team, there was a radio call. The team called him and said, hey, hey uh, uh, Lewis, you got to speed up. And then he kind of like ran. He goes, why would I speed up? Why would I want to win this race? I don't care about the race. Why yeah. would I want to do it? Yeah, exactly. And, and there's a, rule, a ruling in F1 that um, the team cannot push a driver's to do strategies to help one lose or win right. in the same team. But would you consider him slowing down by 10 seconds on one lap? It's, a, uh, it's insane. 10 seconds in F1 is, is insane. Do you think it's long. a fair move? Because he's, As an individual, he's individual, creating like a potential safety issue, right? Because if you're bunching up cars, it could be a crash also, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Safety-wise, I, I don't know. I don't know enough uh, about that to know, but I know that... Uh, If you just think an individual, like as a driver, sportsmanship, it's, is it it's good sportsmanship? Not, no, it's not sportsmanlike. You'd always try to be your best, right? It's right? like it's like in a it's like in a hockey yeah, game a or soccer game, level right? That that is being the best. There's a certain level of strategy where it's like I don't need to win this race. I have, I have. But there's, but there's a rule imagine, against that. Imagine you're playing soccer, and the team you are playing, if they win, you will go to the playoffs, but you'll have a better team to play if the, if the team you're playing today is winning. You can turn around and go score a goal in your own net. That's unsportsmanship, uh, at sportsmanlike, right? It will make you lose the game, but it will give you a better uh, yeah. uh, playoff uh, bracket, much, right? right? That's exactly what Hamilton was doing. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So, so, you that, to, so his teammate wouldn't win the championship. You can't stop competing, I think. I think that's the, to yeah. me, that's the... Well, the simple fact, I would say, that you guys are talking about it, or there's controversy around it, is because it was in poor form. And it's something yeah, that people discuss. And they say, shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Anyways, he still won. He kind of survived. <laughs> Take a wedding crashers. Rule but, number but he retired 92. right away. Never he retired up, after like that race. Champion. Yeah, he retired after that race. And to be honest, I watched the I watched the last race there. Oh man, it's probably like one of the most stressful things to watch. Just the amount of stress the guy was going through in that yeah. race. Oh man, I I just yeah. I don't want to be in that seat. I would like to be in that seat when he crosses the finish line, but not during the race. It's crazy. Right. Um, so yeah, Mercedes is basically like the most dominant team right now by far. It's, it's ridiculous how good they are. And actually, the season is shorter because of coronavirus. Uh, it just started in July or June or something. Uh, obviously, it's not finished, but you know, as of today, uh, Mercedes is still number one. Lewis Hamilton is number one, but Lewis Hamilton is actually having the most dominant season of his career so far. Well, I've, I've been wa like I watched the Italian Grand Prix last week. It was the Italian one, right? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, Well, he lost, right? He didn't win. It was... Um, well, it was penalized. The, yeah. But he got penalized, exactly. It's just like first time in a long time it was that low in, a, in the uh, Pierre Gasly won for the first time yeah. ever. Yeah. First he Frenchman since 96. Frenchman, yeah. exactly. It was amazing to see him win. But I, like you watch the thing, for most, like Hamilton was just dominating. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah but the thing yeah. is, the cars too. Like they, they made him... Cars okay, are, that's it. He, he pitted. 
when he wasn't supposed to. So they made him go back 10 seconds. Yep. So he was like 12 or something when he got out. Yeah. But he still finished seven for six. Like he, the guy is crazy. Yeah. He has the best car for sure, but it's just the, he doesn't make mistakes. That's right. the thing about him. No, he just he doesn't. doesn't make any mistakes. Yeah. Funny enough too, Mercedes-Benz always been known even in the regular car world to do a lot of innovation, right? Create new technologies, push mm-hmm. the technology yeah, further down the road. Mm-hmm. Even in F1, always been the first one to create this year to have the, um, Double axis steering wheel, the DAS system, like they push the steering in and out to have different angle for the wheels. And they had the party mode. Uh, party mode was like a new tune for the engine during the qualification. The other teams were arguing that it was, you know, walking on the line of the ruling and all those things. And the last Grand Prix, they said, okay, we'll remove the party mode. And they did, right? And they removed that, what other people saying they're cheating with. And even without that thing, they qualified first. It, it, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I honestly, I, I want to buy myself a Mercedes as my next car, just because I've been literally so impressed with what they are as a yeah. brand. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, the, their EQ technology from the F1 team is now available in the streetcars. It's crazy. I, um, so the pairing that they chose was with IWC, and they only started in 2013, which is convenient because that's when Mercedes started winning like crazy. Yeah. The one little interesting thing is that I think they take a big pilot and they print. The, the picture of the on watch the on the on the yeah. glove. Mm-hmm. So when the, when you see drivers driving, you can see like, well, as if they're wearing a watch. Uh, and and, it, and that's what and that's like, I, I I was been watching F one. That's what you see most of the time. You see them yeah, driving. Exactly. You see their fucking exactly like, and you, shameless uh, fucking promos. Yeah. Like we and can't you know wear what? a watch, so we'll paint it on the glove. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not even like, put the brand. Paint the fucking watch. A, a yeah. little bit about IWC itself, right? The company is uh, Swiss, founded by an American guy, actually who started it in Switzerland. Schaffhausen, uh, Schaffhausen is the town mm-hmm. where they started it. Schaffhausen is the town, if you see, if you, if you guys look on the map, uh, Schaffhausen is a small area in Switzerland that kind of looks like an appendix that sticks out out of Switzerland into Germany. So there's like a little gate and then the border goes like a bubble around it and Schaffhausen is in there. So pretty much on in all directions, you go from Schaffhausen, you enter Germany, except mm-hmm. south. And south is like the only exit where you don't have to cross the border to exit the, uh, the exit country. The, the country. Yeah. How far is it from Zurich? It's very close. It's very uh, close. Right? It's very close. Well, everything's close in Europe. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, because like, you take Switzerland. <laughs> is, I mean, Switzerland is very like it's a I small say, country for sure, but it's it's and it's it's so balanced in terms of like yeah, an IPA like borders. Like an IPA, but no, it's balanced because you know here we have this whole like oh no, it has to be written in French and all you know we have certain over there. It's funny, you go, you're in a French part of Switzerland, everything's in French. You go to German parts, everything's in Germany. It, it, German, it's, it's, it's very, like I would say, balanced. It's just where you are, that's what it is. And they have all these different laws that are very neutral, very non you know? It's like 30 kilometers. 30 kilometers, yeah, it's yeah. near like Zurich. Like in, yeah. in a straight line, about 30 kilometers, I'm sure when you drive it's a bit more, but I'm sure it's not more than an hour, even less probably so my brother, one to another. My brother lived in Switzerland for a while and he, and he you know, I don't know if you guys have picked that up. The dog's having a drink. Oh, that's the dog. I thought it was you. <laughs> what am I drinking? I don't like, know. I'm drinking like a dog off the floor. I can't see we're, we're not picking it up. You can see me literally because you're drinking <laughs> out of out of a bowl on the floor. I can't so see. So the uh, the thing is with um, with uh, Switzerland though, it's it's not even um, a stereo. Like it's a it's a true stereotype. Like everywhere you go, it's just chocolate and watches. My yeah. brother said you uh, just uh, walk and banks. I want to live you there. Yeah, but you because you can't walk down the street. It's just. It's like watches. Everywhere. It's the same with Belgium, by the way. What, waffle and beer. Waffle, beer, and chocolate everywhere. Fries. French fries yeah, everywhere. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very good, though. Yeah, seriously. Pick up a thing of fries. And, yeah. uh, so sh- and back. Schaffhausen. 
a very small town, obviously, probably mostly famous. I, I, I honestly, I don't know the history, but uh, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny town. I'm sure you can walk around the town in, you know, in an hour. Uh, is IWC headquartered there? IWC is still headquartered there. They still make watches. It's a big facility they have. Uh, the company itself is about 150 years old. They are also almost German because the types of watches that they produce, they always are about efficiency and quality of engineering, right? And advancement. So it's a very good match with Mercedes because they kind of stand for the same thing. And Mercedes is German. But I I think that IWC for me, it's the most German Swiss it's watch. It's like a covert operation. It is a, it is a, mo- it is, it, it almost looks like a Damasco, like a fancy looking Damasco, but they're very tooly, right? Yeah, speaking of which, did you see the new IWC? Did you see the new Portugueser on the bracelet? No, not yet. But I what I, uh, I mean, uh, open it up maybe to show me. Because we'll it, make, it, it could be. A contender for because it has the bracelet. It was like ah, you always have to wear on the leather. They never had a, a metal bracelet for it. As I was um, as I was reading up a little bit about IWC, I didn't really go into detail about Pacific watches. But man, I'm in love with the Big Pilot, and I'm looking at the one. Oh, fuck not, you, watch. Not even not even the blue one, the black one. I I, I love it. I love it so much now. That not the crown. Yeah, that's great. The oh my crown, god, yeah. it's so good. so big. I it, love it. it is, um, you, like you, your Pelagos about like your Pelagos. It's that uh, that white. Uh, the white paint uh, is very matte, matte on the uh, hand. Yes, it's honestly, just, it's, it's super legible. Not too bad. It's forty-six mil, right? No, yes, you have big lugs for sure. The watch itself, it, it's a fuck you watch. The, the onion crown is beautiful. It's 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 perfect. Like it is. Um, it's actually weird. It's not five bar or a ten bar. It's six bar, which is unusual, <laughs> I think, for watches, right? Yeah. Uh, but what I also like about it is, first, of all, it's a seven-day power reserve. So wait, just real and quick here. The new Portuguese chronograph on a metal show bracelet. The uh, show the. F- oh yeah, that is a nice, nice. watch. So it, it really has a, it has a Zin style H link bracelet. It totally honestly, makes it man, it looks like from, a Zin. It totally I'm goes you, this away. This is the most German Swiss company. It I've goes away from the leather, which is great. But this makes it beautiful. You can wear it every day with jeans. Like the leather, leather is, is nice very. Too. Leather is nice to, too. Yeah, leather is nice too. Anyways, I'm I. I I really want my. I really want to uh, get myself a big pilot, and I really want to get myself a Mercedes. <laughs> but the thing is, um, I, I love those. Happy two. birthday to you! Yeah, part of oh, the, okay. part of the contract with the um, IWC and Mercedes Benz is that IWC all the clocks in the Benz cars uh, over a certain level are dials from IWC, and I, I used to work for Benz back in the days oh, yeah? and uh yeah i was uh, at one point I sent a when picture. they needed their floors uh, cleaned yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i was working on an carl a- toilets clogged <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck you back there there man <laughs> i was working on sl63 <laughs> you putting air in the tires <laughs> use the fucking pump yeah use the pump. this is the balloon <laughs> get out you're fired Go back to the toilets. So before getting fired, yeah. I was working on an SL63 and I sent a picture of the clock to you, um, Kevin. And he was like, that's an engineer. Yeah, engineer, right? yeah, yeah. Right? And um, even today, that's all the new bands, it's all uh, screens, right? They don't have clusters anymore. They don't all have those oh, things. Oh, man, I love the infinity screen that they have. Oh, but God, still so. on those screens, the time so is on an, what looked like an IWC dial, even if it's a screen, right? Uh IWC also started their own racing team. 
they have an IWC racing team now. It's more of a like a show, like a promotion type thing because it's not like official tournaments. They do uh, a historical tournament. The team that they are, sorry, the car that they race, and you you will know this for sure. It's the B. It's the Mercedes Benz three hundred SL. Gullwing doors. Yeah. Gullwing. Mm-hmm. That's the one they have, which is like the super, super. So uh, it's their own cult. series, or they have a team that race like in the Mille Miglia and stuff like that. So, um, I, all I could find is that they do some sort of a historical racing where I think other companies with older, older vintage cars are racing, and it's more of a like a promotional event because they usually get, uh, like David Coldhard was there. You had Bottas, you have Rosberg, you have Hamilton who race, right? They get like they don't get racers who are in there professionally they get guys to join and race for them maybe mm-hmm. at, at, yeah. the, at an event it's more of a, like a charity thing I think okay because cool. there, there's events uh, during the years that it's only for classic cars like Goodwood in England it's possible right and there's team and there's businesses that are all around classic cars racing and there's like Mille Miglia in Italy there's Goodwood in England and I'm sure there's other ones there's the two big ones I know right uh, in Europe and there's it's a bunch of classic cars that some of them are worth millions of dollars that race wheel to wheels on the racetrack that's cool yeah, that's a, it's nuts shit, you know, right yeah. <clears throat> so yeah i guess that's it that's enough i think talking about uh, mercedes and iwc yeah i I, it, it, i mean anybody who likes f1 knows mercedes is killing it yeah it's, so it's yeah, I, I like yeah. the uh, the match with like the pushing right the engineering aspect of those things yeah um so they stand for the same thing right it's the yeah I mean, it's a good match it's a good match yeah definitely it's efficiency yeah. and pushing the limits of engineering yeah so, so who's second in the standings um, Red wow, Bull. right now I think it's, it's Verstappen probably, right? The Red, Red Bull. Bull. Red yeah. Bull, uh, yeah. They're but, but there are other teams that are doing exceptionally well. So there's a team called Racing Point mm-hmm. that basically... It's a Canadian team. They, uh, uh, well, next year they, could become, they will become Aston Martin and yep. they, yep. they just hired... So the German, the German uh, principal, uh, Toto Wolf, the most German guy... From Mercedes-Benz. He, Mercedes-Benz. He's yeah. leading Mercedes this year and he's going to Aston Martin. Yeah. And they just well, we think it's not uh, officially it's announced, but he's managing part in Aston Martin, so you know. So far, everything <laughs> that we predicted. Uh, so we'll watch sponsoring them. Aston Martin? I don't know. Well, Aston Martin is uh, is, well, a, is uh, tag. Yeah, but uh, tag, yeah. R- Racing Point but pretty, is part of the Richard Mille. Richard they, Mille. they they basically tag. They basically sponsor them. It's a bunch of very, very colorful, uh, colorful uh, quartz chronographs. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan. They're very like flashy. Uh, but yeah, the racing point is pink, so you know. <laughs> well, no, sorry. So maybe that works, you know. Maybe, Bull, Bull, maybe yeah. it works that way, you know. Tag it does that. They're really technique avant garde, and when they were run by Biver, who had Hublot and Zenith, they're very, you know. Well, Biver is flashy, right? He's known for making like very, very flashy avant garde. Let's make something like the Big Bang, right? So, so racing point, uh, they use Mercedes engines, mm-hmm. and what and they chassis did is that, now. and cha- they basically copied. They took a, a last year's Mercedes car and reverse engineered and made it the same so now they're winning everything good for them yeah, yeah. but that's that's fucked yeah. up because people call them the pink mercedes right and what's fucked up is a 2019 one mercedes has a 2020 model so it's all the 2019 with updates and that's what they're still dominating right but racing point reverse engineer a 2019 models and they're still better than all the other Again, teams another props to mercedes <laughs> right mercedes mercedes 2019 team without any updates from this year is still better than any other team from 2020, <laughs> apart from Mercedes. It's incredible. Yeah. It's nuts. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, props to them for that. Yeah. No, just to these guys who watch F1, it's been really like this last few uh, little while. Uh, th- this year, the last two years are insane. Yeah, I've been watching the watch the documentary that got drive to survive. It. Yeah, exactly. drive to survive. Yeah. 
and uh, since then it's it's been yeah it's been a lot of fun to to become a fan yeah a lot going on there i so, think for anybody who's interested in bo- starting to get into f1 uh, everybody should watch senna yeah uh, very one. interesting well done uh, one of the greatest drivers i think of all time really tragic freak freak uh, uh, accident accident to take yeah. his life yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to continue in f1 uh, i went with the frenchmen Frenchmen's. Yeah, there are more, more than one. So Renault, Renault F1 team. Mm-hmm. Um, and their big sponsor is Bell & Ross. That didn't sound French, but I was looking into it and they're literally in the same neighborhood in Paris than Renault. I like Bell & Ross. Yeah, but I, I didn't thought they were French French. Like they're in Paris, they're like fully living the French life. They're not in Switzerland. They really go with uh, Paris trademark and everything. A lot of baguettes. A lot of baguette. They go, oh, oh, oui, café croissant. Pamplemousse. <laughs> Pamplemousse, mon petit fromage. <laughs> um, so they've been in, um, they announced their partnership in 2016. Mm-hmm. But the first watch they, the t- difference with um, Bill and Ross is they did every year to do a series of watches for the Renault F1 team. And there's a limited edition going to the public. Adibs aussi, they sponsor the whole team and, and the brand Mercedes-Benz and they just, deliver them the, let's say, quote-unquote, normal watches, right? Mm-hmm. But Bill and Ross, they go, I'm going to build a watch for you. I'm going to use one of my movements that I use normally for um, other watches, and I just go with that, and I'll build you special editions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first year they did was in 2018, two years after announcing their partnership. And every year what they do is Renault send to Bell and Ross a part of the car. The first year was a steering wheel. So the designers at Bell and Ross, they took the steering wheel and tried to design watches Something around Something that looks around like that, it, right? right? Just take ints from it and stuff like that just to try to um, try to see what they could do about it, right? Um, so when I was doing my research, I uh, took the 2019 um, lineup because when I did Bell and Ross and phone on Google, that was the first link to their website. But after I did my whole research... I found out that they announced the 2020 lineup like a week prior of me doing the research. So all the information I have is good as of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing is uh, that partnership with um, Bell and Ross, it's like I said, the thing, um, sending parts last year was two year prior was the steering wheel and last year was the bodywork. So they shipped the whole car to Bell and Ross. Yeah, so the gimmick with Bell and Ross just so i don't know if people it's they're like inspiring they're inspired sorry off like um airplane dials right yeah so, it's so like, before having their partnership with f1 they were solely doing uh, uh aviation inspired product yeah it was dials There's, the cases were squared with the really look like a gauge right in exactly the, i was yeah. gonna say yeah, the, uh, look like it's uh, the airplane gauges br and bx cases that's right when that's they great. have the uh, v cases it's what look more like a chrono standard chrono yeah those are like they're vintage yeah exactly right Um, and now they have that new BR05, which is like that uh, very Gerald Genta integrated bracelet case, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, F1 was their first um, their first automotive venture. And before that, they were only doing uh, aviation stuff. Okay. So That's the, the first... Th- okay. yeah, the, the What fir- did they do in aviation before? Um, well, when you look at the case, I have a picture here on the right. It's really like dial-like in a plane. Okay. Right? And even have like a series, it's called the HUD, H-U-D. Mm-hmm. And it's a copy-paste from a jet 
A specific gen. Yeah, they have that. Yeah, I've heard it, that. It's, they, it's nuts, right? It's really, yeah, you yeah. look at exactly like a, a jet dial. Yeah. And those, uh, and they really have those like Panerai style bracelets where they're like very wide. They taper down. They had rubber integrated within them. Yeah. I've seen and, them on TV. Yeah. They for, got popular in modern family. Funny enough, I, I was looking into uh, the whole lineup. And yeah. when you go to the lower side of their lineup, that's, um, let's say, like two and a half to $5,000 Canadian ish. Um, it's fully full metal and all those things. And when you go to like their, their really big piece, like 80K, 90K, 100K. Oh, they, ha- they have some they tourbillons. Go, they have, I, I know. They have uh, tourbillon, right? Yeah, yeah they do. And um, when, when they go all the way up, they put more and more rubber in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't right. Know that. Protection? No, only the bracelet. Yeah. Like the case is like there's a rubber pad around it. The trigger oh. for the chrono are rubbers. The rubber pushers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so first venture, when you look at the first lineup in 2018, there's a lot of colors. Uh, the Renault F1 livery is black and yellow, right? Black and yellow, black and yellow. <sighs> and, oh, and you ever heard a Russian man do that? Oh man. <laughs> and uh, a little bit of green too, uh, but their first, first... Um, oh, that's cool. That's yeah. actually, I like that a lot actually. Bell and Ross Chrono Tourbillon. That's, what's the name so that people can uh, look at? So we're looking right now at the BR-X1 Tourbillon in yeah. titanium. So it's a hand-wound mono pusher. It has, um, yeah, four-day power reserve. It's big. It's 45 millimeter, but it has that like square uh, kind of... Um, they also make almost like a Speedmaster clone. Those yeah, are the Vs. That, That's the V, v series, but right? But the thing yeah. is that they call it a BR caliber, right? But it's like a, a, a modified ETA. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sold because it's, it's, they're very expensive. Yeah. Well, if they, I had to jump on a chronograph just to say underrated, and this is for people if they want to look for something... Look at the Bulgari Octo Chrono because you can get one for under seven, eight grand, lightly used. Bulgari doesn't hold its value too, too much. But the movement in it is a Zenith El Primero chronograph. And that is a, that's a very... See, I just looked it up. Like the Chrono that I'm looking at, the BRV 294, it's like a, a $6,000 uh, chronograph, right? But it has a BR caliber 301, but it's a modified ETA 2894. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the initials is BS. So, you know. Well, you got to always, it's only that. It's just what grade is that ETA? Because you have a, an ETA 2024, sure, you get sure. a top grade, which is COSC certified. And then you're like, well, that's really good movement. Those movements yeah. are very, yeah. Anyway, back to your Bell and Ross. I'm sorry. No, it's okay, man. Um, Auto inspiration. Yeah, so big difference between the IWC bands that just sponsor the brand as a whole and you buy any IWC. Banners really go with their limited edition that's the f1 livery on the watch right and i i really like their lineup because it's the same watch but there's four of them and it's four level and it's always like one up right so they start the, the first one is the uh, brv394 and rs for renault sport that's the name of the f1 team and it's really like the standard chrono right a v-shape almost like omega like I, I thought that their name also was a uh, renault sport world dp renault Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's like the Mercedes-Benz F1 team is Mercedes-Benz AMG Petronas F1 yeah. team. <laughs> so of those two watches that you're showing us, one of them there, is There's like four a, of them. Uh, there's four, sorry. Yeah, so like, so it's the same movement, right? It's the, um, what they call the BR caliber 301. So 301, right? That's a movement. It's an automatic one. It's uh, as basic as it gets, but there's the V case and after that, there's the uh, BR case. In the same movement, same dial, the dial is in carbon. Because when they look at the whole chassis of the car, it's carbon based. So they try to mimic that to the watch. You know, we had a podcast, we talked about carbon fiber. We, we, the one you weren't there. 
and it's interesting. So oh, okay. listen to it, Dimitri. Okay, okay. <laughs> Carl um, gives us a little. Uh, uh, so I have a quick question for you. If for you me. have um, both of you, yeah, no, no, for me. You, you looked at me first. <laughs> so you go with uh, carbon dial, same movement, different case, right? And one on the right here, it's the square case, so the BR case and the V case. If you want to one up your watch on the right here with the pushers, what do you do? You, uh, I, I can't really see because you're not showing it. To me. You is it in titanium? No, just all steel. But then you. But they do have some titanium. sort of pushers there. So, too. Oh, what do you do to the pushers? Is what you're saying? The whole watch. When you want, you want up your own watch. What you, do you do? make it to titanium. You DLC code it. You make it to platinum. Skeleton dial. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So open movement. I don't like skeleton dials. So same yeah. watch, skeleton dial. God, there's a lot going on in that watch. Right. And after you that, post that on the Instagram. After uh, I can, yeah. yeah. And after that, when you want to one up your skeleton dial, what you do? You add a tourbillon. You add a tourbillon. So it's the same watch, the same movement for the first three. If you want, is it three oh one? When it's the skeleton one, is it three thirteen? Because I'm guessing it's finish the mm. um, movement. Yeah. And after that, let's go tourbillon. The tourbillon is manual. All the other ones are automatic, right? Speaking of the finish, I'll just add a quick. The Speedmaster, right? You ha- you can get the regular Hesalite with the uh, the NASA certification on the back, the closed case, or you can get an exhibition case back with the Sapphire Crystal. Sapphire sandwich. Uh, but uh, the movement that I have is called 1861. The one that's in the Sapphire sandwich is 1863. And it's the only difference finished. is because it's just finished a little bit better. Yeah, because you're going to look it's at it. It's polished. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, all it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, so it's the, it's the same watch, it's the same lineup, it's the same color scheme, it's the same carbon pieces, but they're just one up, right? And then go from, I don't know, the mechanic or the team or the normal guy all the way to the owner. So the owner's wearing that tourbillon skeleton. Right. And what I find cool about it is like they went, we'll do a lineup for quote unquote everyone, right? You like Renault, you like the F1 team, and you can be a fan of the brand too with any level of it they're all limited if you go with the first um two one they're limited to 999 pieces and when you go to the skeleton it's 250 pieces and the tourbillon it's 25 pieces so which one of these four is available to the public all of them they're all available if you can find your belenrust dealer you can order those watches if they're still available because they're limited pieces and they do one one series a season of f1 but there's they're very loud yes but the thing is the the v so the standard case is a 43 millimeter and the BR is 42. It's still loud. There's I know, a but a lot it, going on there. A lot of colors, man. And uh, when you go to the Tourbillon, it's a 45. Yeah, it's a fuck you watch. Right? <laughs> but the thing is, same thing with pricing, right? So the V case, it's the normal one, let's say. It's uh, for $4,700. After that, the same watch, but with the square case, the BR, it's the same movement, same everything. It's 6500 yeah. And after that, you want that watch skeleton, so a finished movement. Mm-hmm. You got $21,000. And you want the tourbillon, it's $194,000. Yeah. Right? So it goes from 6000 to 200 k in the same lineup, in the same watches. Yeah, but it's not the same watch anymore. The tourbillon, no. But the first three one, yes. Yes. So I for agree. the same yeah. movement, same watches, grand. you go from uh, 4000 4, 4, 4, 4, to, to 21 right? But I don't know. I find it nice that they uh, offer a lineup like that versus IWC that they just sponsor as a brand and they go like buy any watches but then Russ go we'll do a lineup just for Renault but they probably had to yeah yeah they do have special watches that they made for Mercedes as well but it's just special editions that they made at some yeah. point and they they tried maybe one year and yeah. like it's just they're not very it's just I think Bell and Ross 
it doesn't scream racing team. It doesn't scream to me. It screams, Renault doesn't. Yeah, it screams. It screams. <laughs> but for, I, I won't talk about <laughs> Renault that. Renault doesn't either. It's fine. <laughs> but it's I. I feel like Bell and Ross screams. It's like those those like if you look at a BR zero ninety two. BR zero three dash ninety two, which is I think their most popular model. It's like this forty two millimeter square, black and white. That is a, a flieger at its best for Bell and Ross. That's I'm like that's their bread and butter. That but when you look at the watches you just shared, it does not look anything like that to me. Almost is that one the, the BR zero three ninety two? No, that's the HUD. That's the HUD, right? Yeah, the BR zero three ninety two. I wouldn't get the HUD, but the regular one. Yeah, and there's a Superloom. Oh yeah, I don't know if you ever saw that. This is like this, right? Um, like a big square one, right? Yeah, and not even uh, the chrono, just the the, the one, right. the BR. Uh... Exactly, it's still made like a, like a gauge, right? Okay, yeah. so gauge. both of you and people at home or in your car, look at the Bell and Russ Superloom. There, there you go. Yeah. BR zero three ninety two. Yeah. It's a cool. How big is it? What's the size? of Forty two millimeters. Oh, it's not big at all. Three thousand bucks Canadian, brand new. It's pretty nice. Beautiful, very nice cool. matte white, very very fleeger. cool. Yeah, very cool, very cool. I I do like the classic fleekers though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, but that's yeah. The, the Superloom, everything flash. Superloom, every flash is yeah, yeah. Even the bracelet, yeah. the strap itself. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, so how toxic is it? <laughs> Cancer, right away. Why your teeth? Right to jail. Right to jail. Undercooked fish, overcooked fish, jail. Uh, <laughs> also jail <laughs> so um, Renault just announced a couple of days ago that they're changing the branding right so as of next year they're going to be called the Al Alpine F1 team oh wait Al Alpine as in the sound system no not Alpine Al Alpine is a, uh, was a manufacturer owned by Renault back okay. in the days okay yeah. I don't know how you so, spell that same as Alpine Oh, okay, but you corrected me as if like I was so wrong. But, but it's no, exactly you said the same word. <laughs> yeah, but you said the sound system is not the same company, okay, right? Okay. So okay. the uh, Alpine uh, uh, A one one A one ten. I was hard. Um, it just said <laughs> uh, it's a sports car, right? It's a light sports car. It was built in the sixties, and they rebirthed the brand uh, three okay. years ago. Okay. So as of next year, since so Renault they're not going to be called Renault anymore. Nope. Next year is going to be Alpine F1 oh. team. And if you look at Alpine, Alpine, their color is baby blue. Oh, very cool. Interesting. Um, so, what do you think about the team itself? Because you never really touched it, right? So you have you have Esteban Ocon today and you have you have uh, Daniel Ricciardo who is going to McLaren next year. Yeah, uh, well... What do you think about his chances in McLaren and how do you think how well McLaren would do? So the thing with, the thing with Renault is Renault is a manufacturer. They build engines for other teams too, right? But they've always been known a bit for... Just being the provider and for reliability, yes. But they uh, well, versus kidding, other. Let's say we'll go with Mercedes Benz when they build engines, they do more of a partnership. They do on-site um, tuning. <sighs> They're gonna help the the other teams and all those things. Renault is really know as a manufacturer and not really helping a lot. So. Um, For that, I don't know, right? A manufacturer perspective. Remember but how I asked you, what do you think is going to happen to Daniel Ricciardo in McLaren? Yeah. And you started answering <laughs> <laughs> about the engines that Renault puts in their cars. <laughs> I was about to say that McLaren don't build their own engine, right? So they put their time and effort elsewhere. So that, I don't know. How into winning, into, into winning championships. Yeah, pretty much, right? So that, I don't know how Ricciardo is going to um, be able to deal But, with those things. Okay. It's not the same dynamic. Overall, I mean, he's team. not really particularly successful. Maybe just a couple of races. He was uh, good with the recently. Red Bull. Mm. He was. Right? He's a good driver. Yeah, he's a good driver. The Honey Badger. That's his nickname. Honey Badger. Don't fuck with the Honey Badger. 
Uh, funny guy. But the thing is, uh, next year, who's replacing uh, Ricardo is uh, Alonso's coming back to F1. Yeah, Fernando Alonso just signed. Yeah. Uh, Renault, yeah. I think it's for two years too. So he's going to come Kimi's back. Kimmy's out, eh? Probably. Reckon him? Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. That guy doesn't give a shit. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Alonso's going to be uh, the first driver of the Alpine uh, F1 team. I remember uh, I remember there's a very famous meme or like a, a thing with, that Kimi did once. I think it was in um, Bahrain or something yep. where they race and there's a huge, um, there's a big port, kind of like Monaco. So mm-hmm. you can, there's boats and then the truck kind of goes around the port <laughs> and you have like private boats everywhere. So Kimi had to retire from the race and he drove to the side and walked straight to his yacht. And finished the race, the end of the race, watching it directly from his yacht while everybody else was still racing. Fuck you. People don't do that, right? <laughs> yeah, this but is like, not uh, a thing. fuck you. If you watch Drive for Survive 2, his last yeah. interview was like, so Kimi, what's your um, objective for next year? And he just went like, well, for me, it's um hobby. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really give a shit, right? He's just there I mean, because he, it's consistent. He also drives for like a, a, a poor team, let's Alpha say. Alfa Romeo. Right? Yeah, I, I'm not gonna shit on them, but like they're not a strong competitor, right? Yeah, the guys that drive for that team, Ki- uh, they they never can they can never win anything. I don't think he has a single point this year. No, but Kimi is only there because it's consistent. He's a consistent driver. Doesn't do many mistakes. He just always have the same time. He's consistent, so it's easy for a team to dial a car that way, right? And if you look at other drivers like Ricardo, is wild. Two laps. They won't look the same all the time. Mm. He, but he's a wild personality. He's an he, interesting he, guy. He rear-handed his own teammate because he was trying to push him. <laughs> right? That Those things, some, with some team, is not going to work. Like, they went to Austria and Ricardo, basically, everybody else was like, exploring the city, like, uh, preparing and exercising. This guy goes, okay, I'm going to do motocross. <laughs> right, between the races. <laughs> and then there's a video of him doing jumps. So somebody yeah. showed him how to do jumps. He first jumps, obviously, he jumps over like a tarp. Yeah. Right, but he still does like a motocross jump, which is yeah. ridiculous. I think he's illegal. Is he allowed to? No. In his contract, probably no. not. Huh? No, probably not, because no, he can't he, hurt himself. He got, he got hit on his head for that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. there, you guys, there's like, a, a imagine football. he breaks his wrist. Well, there was a football right? quarterback, um, Ben Roethlisberger, and he got into a motorcycle accident that was really bad, really bad, and it was tough. There, and then they had to put in his, in their contract rules like you can't ride a motorcycle, can't play dangerous sports. You can play your sport. Yep, mm, that's it. Um, but yeah, but even if if one people, even if they just drive with other different teams, Robert Kubica used to drive for BMW, and now um, the last year was with oh, I forgot uh, when he was up and coming, he was really getting good at driving F ones and getting uh, in the top tier. Let's say he during the off season he went to do a couple of rallies, and mm-hmm. you know, rally is they're gladiators, they're insane drivers. But he crashed, and during the crash, uh, he broke his. All, all of the bone in his hands and his two wrists. God damn. <laughs> and it took him three years to come back after that. And he's not the driver he, he once was. Right? No, that's a t- it takes one injury and then you're like, shit, it's never quite the same. Um, so, you know, maybe we should do an episode where we we come up with car brands that aren't an F1 and we, we would say what brand we should pair them with in terms of uh, watches. How about that? Alcohol. I don't know. Alcohol, you said, eh? Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. sorry, I, 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 I spaced out for a sec. It's I okay. said we should come up with cars, brands that are not in F1, that could be in F1, and what watch it should represent them. So just uh, for, for uh, Alada. We'll go, to, we'll go well <laughs> Vostok. with Vostok. GMT. <laughs> Vostok GMT. Uh, <laughs> Why do you need two time zones you're driving? <laughs> it's not a GMT. So this it's goes, the GMT bezel. This, this is how it goes reverse. <laughs> he goes, we don't need to go reverse. Reverse. <laughs> what are you, coward? We only go forward. <laughs> 
Oh my god! If you go um, reverse, you're a traitor. You know what? Uh, just it's easy for me if we do it. Uh, it would be Toyota. They used to be an F1. Yeah. And Seiko. Wow. And what? Seiko. Oh, vanilla, and more vanilla. I thought, was, <laughs> I, I, I thought I was gonna say ice, but no, I guess a different vanilla. Uh, really? Okay, we can talk I, about it's, that. It's, it's a cool, it's yeah. a cool combo. They, they used to be an F1, and they were was the, Hamilton ever in? And uh, I would talk about Hamilton and some kind of American car. Mm. Because I, I love Hamilton and, and Ford. Uh, Ford, Ford, yeah, yeah, that's Ford, like American any any, any old Chevy Ford or GM, anything yeah. that's a very like historically. But what we can but do, we could are. do uh, motorsport that's not F one, like Le Mans, yeah. uh, all those things. We could do NASCAR. Like tag is big in all the other every sport, dude. They're yeah. everywhere. Tag. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of stuff to talk. I about. I need to talk about tag and tennis. There's a lot. We can <laughs> do, we can do other sports. Yeah, we can do other sports. We can do other sports. Do we can do anything? Bowling, there's so much, there's so much. Olympics. We got to get to some drinking, guys. We, we can got to start getting into some drinking podcasts. We'll all call, like, we can do at least more, at least like five more episodes. There's so many options. And F1, maybe yeah, six. And cars. Yeah, no, just, just in general. Just in general. We got, we got at least five more in us. Five more at least. <laughs> it's been what like that's top right? fifteen according to Carl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight according to us. Plus the bonus. before the currency exchange, before yeah, the different time zones. Uh, it's uh, the it's tides, uh, low right? tides, high tides. It's uh, are you talking about math before 1990 or after? <laughs> it's when <laughs> what? it's when they changed the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> who's Gregory? Why is he fucking with my Greg? Well, why why did he take your calendar? <laughs> Give it back. Ask him to. Anyway, guys, it's time to uh, time to wind this down. Yeah, because we have to go watch the NBA now. Oh yeah, it's in 20 minutes. Yeah, Raptors. Now. It's that day. Yeah, I think it might be a little bit later because of the the game that's playing before. Anyway, let's wind this down. Guys, if this you liked fun. us, if, yeah, if you liked us, please, you know, follow us on Instagram, Big Black Clock Official. Listen to the other podcast. Really happy you guys tuned in. For now, let's sign off. Yeah, and, uh, uh, we're uh, working on our talking skills. So we're getting better. We'll Beside me, I'm getting worse. Perhaps more interesting. You're getting horse. 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 What? What? What are you saying? What way? What way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, guys. Uh, check us out. We'll post You're some g- pictures on Instagram. Exactly. Uh, we'll probably make a few more episodes Comment, at least. Comment. Share. Write us harassing emails. Big Black Clock. Of Sponsor us. Send us money. Send us money. Alcohol. Watches. watches. Al- alcohol. I think actually I'll just take alcohol. Just give alcohol, us alcohol. Yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Money. Or send us a watch to review. Send us an idea. Anything. Oh, yeah. Send us ideas. That's ideas a good, are good idea. Too. Things oh, you want to okay. talk about. Things you want to hear about. We're all here. So on that note... Let's uh, peace out and uh, see you next time. Bye bye. Ciao.